And now your day's market analysis with Robert Tal from Sassman Wealth. Robert, good afternoon. Thank you so much for your time. Pleasure. All right, Rob, an upbeat day. European markets in the green, the JSE in the green, the RAND strengthening. Let's talk about um, the picture that we find this afternoon. Yes, yeah, so even though there was some poor Chinese data this morning, our markets have looked through that and there seems to be some type of softening with the COVID zero policy from China. So they, they looked through those weak manufacturing numbers and the market's up relatively strong. South Africa is actually outperforming the rest of the markets, up currently at about one and a half percent. Not huge volume. We've done about six and a half billion so far today. Uh, but, you know, all sectors across the board are up. And, you know, people still, you know, waiting for Jerome Powell, which is speaking later this afternoon, which will have quite an impact on markets. I'm so glad you've mentioned Jerome Powell because, Rob, what I don't understand is how can every time he speaks be an event? So, for instance, we had the minutes last week. Um, you know, we, we, we have, have information. We know that they're going in a more hawkish direction. Why are the markets always anticipating what he might say? Well, I think the inflation question is uh, the question everybody's looking at. And we're starting to see inflation come down. And therefore, they don't want the Fed to continue so aggressively with interest rates. So, you know, they're waiting to see, is the Fed taking note of the inflation, the softening inflation? And therefore, are they going to start slowing down interest rates? The market is expecting 0.5 rather than 0.7 increase, but still for interest rates to increase. And it'll be very interesting how Jerome Powell speaks about it and whether it's a slowing down of increasing rates. All right, and let's just talk about um, the inflationary picture just throughout the world, basically. So, for instance, back here at home, we're still seeing aggressive hikes. Um, is the picture similar in Europe, um, where, uh, you know, they've also seen um, some high inflation numbers, possibly not as bad as what we've seen um, in the United States? So everybody is still battling with inflation. Um, it has moderated and started to come down. One of them is the oil price, which has moderated a lot at its high uh, earlier in the year, $120. Now we're around about $80, so a very big pullback from, from oil, and that's helping uh, the general inflation numbers start to, start to soften. But there still is food inflation. There still is problems with supply chains. So uh, it's slightly different because of the war in, in the Ukraine. They still have a lot of energy concerns, and that energy concern has not abated yet. So... Uh, but we've seen, you know, South Africa looking like it's reached peak inflation. Mm. And the, U the United States will have some numbers out today as well on inflation, also looking like it might have hit peak inflation. So inflation is starting to moderate. The Fed consistent, though, saying that it needs to be, you know, much and it's going to take a longer time to get there. I'm very, I'm very glad that you've actually spoken about um, oil. The OPEC Plus meeting is up and coming. Uh, the last time they decided to cut output, you know, to just keep the price um, of a barrel at a certain price. No policy change is expected, Rob. So we are expecting that um, oil will never return to pre-COVID levels. Um. That's a difficult one. I mean, mm. I think that you know, as economies grow, the need for oil is definitely going to be there. Mm -hmm. So I think that, you know, we're going to continually need need that oil. Um, and I think globalization has made a slight difference in how oil around the world has moved. Uh, but, you know, we're always going to need oil. It's going to be there for the next uh, you know, at least 10 to 15 years before you know, the greens come through. and We can get some alternative energy coming through. Um, and, you know, it's going to be maintained by OPEC. So OPEC will still be, uh, you know, where, where the oil price is going to be set. 
And what does an economic downturn for um, uh, uh, a market like China, as an economy like China, um, do for oil? Um, I would assume that they would consume quite a bit of it. And um, they're just not really reaching the numbers that we've seen them reach. And it's for obvious reasons, Rob. But uh, does this mean, will this be something that the OPEC plus um, countries really take into consideration when they meet? So China is a very big importer of oil. Mm. So they definitely you know, do make a difference into how much oil is used around the world. And a slowdown in China definitely affects, uh, affects the oil price. And you know, OPEC has been actually making cuts to how much is produced. So they've got enough, they've got enough oil to supply the world at the moment, but they're still making cuts on those levels and they're trying to keep that oil, oil price high. I think you know, $80 to $100 is you know, a good area for them. Um, it doesn't break demand. But China's slowing down and the COVID policies in China have definitely hampered that oil price. But the COVID policies are slowly easing in China. So we think that could be opening up and that could put pressure on the oil price again. Yes, another thing that we saw um, yesterday, I think for some of the, um, the day yesterday, was really how our resources sector um, reacted negatively to the possibility of the COVID numbers continuing to increase in China. I'm very keen just to find out about the stability of our resources sector, also in an economic downturn um, for China. They just wouldn't be taking out all the way that they do. Um, does this bode well for us? So can we hedge, Rob? Can we, you know, take our, send our stuff somewhere else? Um, I mean, obviously, we, we deliver a lot of uh, base metals yeah. from South Africa into China. So a slowdown in China, especially in the property sector. But you saw today that they're starting to ease property and help their property sector, which is a big user of steel. So we send a lot of iron ore out of South Africa. And, you know, we see that demand from China still being there. But if it had to have a very big recession, absolutely our, our commodity sector would be under pressure. Mm-hmm. Uh, not as much on the platinum side, but definitely on... Um, on, on the iron ore side. So you have to take that into account. Can you hedge? Well, you can not invest in commodities only. You can invest in, in the financials uh, around the world into some manufacturing mm-hmm. and into some tech as well. So there are other areas to be besides commodities. All right, well, let's talk about more stable things, Rob. Um, your stock pick for the day's first round, it is our banking sector as a whole, actually. Um, that seems to have had a very strong year. Yes, it's had a strong year, the banking sector in South Africa. And, even the laggards like Investec have now come through with really good numbers. They are nearly 30% on the year. Uh, we like First Rand. They haven't been as aggressive on their lending and they choose secured lending more than unsecured lending. So we think that their dividend is going to be strong. Yeah. Yeah, Rob, we have uh, seemed to have a loss to in and firm for the next, uh, you know, strand. And we like the dividends of the bank. All right. Well, I think here. I think we'll just leave it there, Rob. I think we're just having some issues with connectivity there. But thank you so much for your time and for your insights this afternoon. That was Sassman Wells for Robert's Talm.